0: This is the Coming Black to Africa podcast, a show focused on helping you, the African diaspora, with your return home journey. Whether you have roots here or not, each week I'll host someone who will share their experiences and tell their stories to help you prepare and navigate the integration ups and downs. My name is Robert Agufanabel, an Afro-Caribbean traveler, passionate about promoting and representing Africa. I am a champion of creativity and I'll be the captain of this flight. Now, let the journey begin. Greetings, travelers. This is Robert Agufana, your captain speaking. Welcome to another edition of the Coming Black to Africa podcast. In today's flight, we are going black to Africa. I am privileged to have my co- a co-pilot with me today who is championing for our black brothers and sisters to come back to Africa. I mean, I have on the show today a wonderful co-pilot and I'm going to introduce him the way he introduces himself on YouTube. He has a wonderful channel. You should check him out. He is Go Black to Africa. He's your man, not your boy. And that's what he's going to tell us. (laughs) So welcome to the show. I'm so happy for you to be here to tell us about your coming Black to Africa experience. And I want to give you the controls of this flight and just tell us a little bit about yourself and what's your connection with Africa.
1: Yeah. um, Connection with Africa. Very good question. You know, um, I was actually born in Africa Mm -hmm. and uh, was born in Libya, where my mom and my dad were uh, stationed up in the country Greece. And uh, my dad, he was the one who was in the military and they didn't have any uh, United States of America let's say, hospitals that were available for the the mothers, expecting mothers. So they flew them to the next nearest military base, which happened to be in Tripoli, Libya. Mm -hmm. So my mom flew down from Greece, gave birth to me in Tripoli, Libya, was there two weeks and flew on back to Greece. So, um, you know... Africa was planted in me the day I was born, you know. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say even before that, because it, it was going, flowing, she's been flowing through my veins ever since. But to be birthed in the land, you know, and um, I think it's always been one of those attractions that was with me ever since I was uh, growing up, uh, to always tell people where you were born and you would see people be amazed uh, in those who thought you were just kidding around with them. But it was a it was a strange place to me growing up uh, because you know uh, being over in America they've only painted the picture of Africa being impoverished you know starving kids and you know tribal wars and so it was also a shame part of me mm. and so you know um, it was but it was still an interest of mine growing up to where uh, forty years later <laughs> I just decided. <laughs> to go ahead and go to this land, this continent that I was born in. And I did that. So, yeah. But, um, you know, uh, my dad, he had retired, did 22 years in the military. So we we lived all over over the um, place. And then I joined the military at the age of 17, and then I did 20 years. And so then I was traveling all over the place. So traveling was not necessarily foreign to me. It was something I really enjoyed. I enjoyed being in different cultures and different countries and different places. So uh, it was not a, a fear factor for me to go on a journey to Africa. Um, so I, I wind up taking up a, uh, uh, an opportunity that was a group tour to Ghana. And so um, when I set foot there in Ghana, it was a moving experience. Actually, it was a moving experience when I was on a plane entering into the continent but that is a long story (laughs) but anyway
0: this was your first time coming back since your birth to africa
1: yes it was it was i mean and uh, i'll tell you uh when, when some people talk about a spiritual um experience you know i actually had that in the plane while we were thousands of feet up in the air and um didn't even know where I was And now we were watching, I was watching a movie and, and I became so emotional watching this movie. I'm like, what, what is wrong with me? And when I, they got the screens on the plane and they show you where you actually are, um, over, you know, whatever continent, country, whatever. And we had just entered or in the airspace above Tripoli living. That's no lie. Whoa. And so, um, and I, it freaked me out because when I looked at the map there in the plane, I said, God dog, we are right over in Libya. And so um, it was just a, it was one of those spiritual, emotional <laughs> moments I had. And then touching the ground and then coming um, out of the airport, seeing all of the beautiful brothers and sisters, that was moving experience to me too, because it was like looking at these people and I'm like, that could be my, my one of my relatives, you know? <laughs> That could be one of my distant cousins and whoever. And not knowing these people have signs up with African names. And here I am, a lost individual with an American name. So a lot of things unraveled over the years that, um, that came to surface during that time when I came to Africa the first time. Okay.
0: All right. I want to I wanna take a step back with that. So this group tour, when you were growing up in the States, uh, where, which state did you grow up in? My dad was military. We, I lived in 12 oh, states. Moved. Wow, 12 states. Yes. So you, you were well-traveled, yes. as you said. When you oh, got yeah. the opportunity for this group tour, was it something intentional? Um, was it, I'm coming back to connect with my roots, or it was just another trip for you? What, what was it
1: like? Oh, no, most definitely was to connect with my roots. And it was because of, um, you know, one of my, one of my uh, things me and my wife did when we travel was that, uh, especially in America, was trying to to retrace our roots and knowing the history that went on in America, we followed, we followed the road through from the time of slavery and how we uh, migrated as a people or escaped up to the North. So me and my wife over a period of time, hit a lot of these States until it took us over into Canada. So it was a great experience. And so I knew I had to go back to where our history began in America, uh, I had to go back to where it really began in Africa.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Because you can trace it all you want, but this is the start. <laughs> this is where it came from um, eventually.
1: Yep. Oh, That's yeah. That's an
0: experience. That's an experience coming down, touching down, looking around, seeing all Black. And, and one thing that I get from a lot of guests and people who I speak to is the biggest thing that hits them is that you're in a country dominated by black people like that's the main population it's not an issue being black is not an issue how was that for you
1: yeah you know you actually remove that title away from you being black Mm -hmm. Um, because in america um there's there's that reference of race you sign the you know the resumes in the job applications in the the, the uh, you know, the, the rental property, you know, or the housing mortgage paperwork of your ethnicity. Hmm. So you're, you're never, you never, you never escape being labeled as being black. And so when you get to Africa, the title's removed because there's no other sense of reference of, of, that is on the opposite of black when you're surrounded by, you know, Africans, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, you actually become free and you become, it's, it's like a load being taken off when a load taken off, when you, uh, don't have to compare and size yourself up against someone or try to compete or show you're better than, or always questioning, are you being, you know, discriminated against because of the skin color? You know, yeah. there's constant reminders in America that really hinders you.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's true, and I want to find out when you started to make the trip to Ghana and, and started to reconnect with your roots. I'm sure you had you still have friends um, stateside. You know what? How were they responding to your your curiosity and your inquiry of tracing your roots? Did you ask some to join you? Did some join you? Did some like just <laughs> not see the point of it? You know, <laughs> how was it?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there was fear. There was fear in my close network of family. And uh, they thought I was crazy, you know, (laughs) uh, because, you know, like I said, when you, you know, over the years have been fed a bunch of lies about a continent that uh, has been painted a picture as being impoverished, tribal wars, third national, third undeveloped, uh, and you hear these over and over again, uh, you have no sense of interest to go. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it was for my family when they heard I was going and all of them said, be careful, be careful, be careful. And I'm like, we're in America with the highest crime rate, with the, the highest murder capital, with the most imprisoned people. And you're telling me to be careful.
0: <laughs> Maybe yeah, they were saying, so, be careful, be careful you don't come back.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, that was the experience. So I came back, that was the proof. To show this is not what it is from what we were told and um this is one that uh i made a promise to myself after that tour in ghana two-week tour that i would have to show and share what i captured and though it sat in my library for three years i decided i had to keep that promise and that's when i started my youtube channel last year in september
0: mm-hmm. all right so you decided Look, people need to know what's going on here, um, and just for their benefit, just for them to make an informed choice. What, what, what? Did you? Because right now your channel is 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 big. I mean, I would say it's blown up. Uh, did you envision that when you started it, or you know?
1: Nah, I you know I don't. You know, I'm I'm at this point in time of my life, man, that um, I don't have much expectations. that allow life to present itself to me, mm-hmm. and so I when I started the channel the only thing that I said was I only need one and that one was my wife. I only needed one person to go ahead and subscribe to my channel. That was my wife. <laughs> now, whatever life takes and, and it brings to the channel as far as the awareness I wanted to share, it just allow it to be. And so yes, to my surprise, it grew really quick. And so, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm still amazed that, you know, the growth that it has taken since then. So now
0: you've, you've even now become um, an advocate for people to come black to Africa, or as you would say, go black to Africa. You're speaking primarily to, you know, those in North America, in the Caribbean, you know, in, in in the UK to come, you know, to come black to Africa. Why why is that? So you did it for yourself. You got the benefit. Why is that important for you
1: to advocate for that, for others to do it? What's your driving factor? Right, because of the, you know, there are many of us that are in the diaspora that had left Africa for whatever reasons, and those who were involuntarily taken from Africa, who have gotten very accustomed to the ways of life. And we know that uh, the trials and tribulations that we are confronted with uh, in those countries that we are, that are not our own. And uh, when I went and experienced Africa, you know, that experience was something that I could not just hold to myself. And it was something that I had to share with people because, you know, it's, it's like, you know, when you find truth, you want to tell the world. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like that it was my obligation. I have to tell people, I have to show this, this narrative or to share the narrative, uh, create it and, and be able to see people or give people the opportunity to see for themselves what I'm capturing and hopefully that um, they will be able to see the need to return to Africa. And the reason why it was very important to me is because, um, you know, I believe and some people may argue against that, you know, we all originated from the motherland of Africa. And so um, what I, what I experienced there or here, because I'm here, uh, what I, what I uh, encounter, you know, I just, you know, tell people you got to experience it. You know, it's 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 a total different experience, a way of life than what we are used to in these Western countries.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm happy you've mentioned that you are here because you are here right now. You're in the motherland. Yeah. How yeah. how was it to make that decision now to relocate? Because now you've relocated. I mean, that's a different yeah. process from visiting. You know, I want I want you to take us through that. How did you make that decision? How did you prepare? Did you have an elaborate plan? You know, how did you make that decision?
1: (laughs) No, I didn't have any plan except for that. I was, when I came back in October last year, um, my intentions was to stay for the winter, you know, and then come back to America. But, you know, my first stop was, uh, to Ghana. And that was my second time being in Ghana, uh, going to Ghana. And, um, I came from there, went to Rwanda, then over, my wife joined me uh, in December in Nairobi. And then we went from there to Rwanda, to Tanzania, Zanzibar, and back, and she left out of Nairobi. And so, but during her time here, you know, and uh, having a great time and just traveling, seeing the country, meeting all, you know, all types of beautiful people and, you know, and just learning so much and, just the experience and the great love that I was receiving, you know, it just ate at me that where I had to, the hardest thing was me telling my wife, I'm not going back. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that was the hardest thing, you know, and to look her in the eyes and say, I can't do it. I cannot Mm -hmm. go back. You're going to have to come back and visit me Uh, because she has some obligations. And so she's got two years to finish up some obligations Mm -hmm. and I'll be here until she's able to join me. Uh, And we will continue on the journey of visiting the rest of the fifty four countries i've already have I've already had the experience of eight and so um yeah we'll we'll go ahead and travel the continent of africa so yeah it was it was hard just telling her you know decision was made already you know it was just sharing with her that I ain't going back <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, sharing it can be uh, a very different story. <laughs> so here it yeah. is: you've decided you've stayed, you've made that decision, you've done it. I want to get to some integration issues. I don't want to call them issues, but integration experience, right? Um, yeah. So you receive a lot of love, but did you have any, mom, you know, bumps in the road? You know, did you have any issues? I mean, of maybe learning the language or something. What what would you say are like your two, three issues that you faced that if you were better prepared you could have handled differently
1: yeah you know i don't i don't think there's any way really you can prepare per se uh what you're going to experience or encounter when you come to a different land um like i said you know i did not have any expectations when i came uh several times i came back and forth you know to africa so um but you know, yes, language could be an issue for some. You know, a barrier, um, and the way of life. You know, when you come from a different country, and you come and you're used to doing certain things certain ways, or you might have some accommodations that are um, given you, and you're used to. And you come somewhere else, and there may be different way of being accommodated. Your accommodations are given, or you know, there might be some things that they have and some things they don't have. Um, but there again, because I'm a, I've traveled uh, and I've been in, in some some places around the globe that, um, you know, you learn how to, you learn how to adapt.
0: Yeah.
1: And where a lot of people will have culture shock uh, and will not be able to deal with uh, the changes that they are going to come up against when it's, you know, entering into different countries and stuff like that. And I see it. A lot of times you know and the only advice i can give somebody who has not traveled much in their life and they want to come to africa and that is come with an open mind and just get ready for a different way of life just get ready for a different way of life and don't have no expectations wow that's that's
0: that's every guest i've had on the podcast
1: the number one
0: strategy they've given is have an open mind um so i want to pick your brain just a little bit you're an experienced traveler For someone who may have not traveled a lot, what what does it really mean to have an open mind? I mean, how does that look like? Because, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but perhaps we have some travelers who who may not comprehend that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, to have an open mind is to be able to lay down your biases and prejudice, your way of life, and come in and be accepting of the new way of life. Because the last thing you want to do is come in and disrespect and complain about why they don't have this. Why are they doing it this way? You know, um, because one of the tall tale signs when those people complain like that, they did not come for any other reason but for them, their selfish reasons. Mm. You know, when when you coming for selfish reasons mean with that, what can you give me instead of you coming with a mindset that you want to be part of, then you will have a different outcome (laughs) and experience. So get ready for the change that you're going to go through and be ready to accept it. And if not, then, you know, you'll have a hard time. And that's anywhere that can be you traveling from one state in America to another state. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you can be, yeah, I remember, you know, we, you know, would live in some, some city areas, in America and we would go visit, you know, my dad's side of the family and they were country folk. (laughs) And boy, the adjustment, the adjustment going from city to country was a heck of a difference. (laughs) Oh yeah. I remember back then, my uncle didn't even have a bathroom. He had an outhouse that you had to go outside and, you know, and there was a bucket out there, you know, Yeah. and, you know, you know, no electricity all over the place. And, you know, they didn't have the, you know, the the good, clean, running water, or whatever it might have been. So you can find that in America to this that's day. America. You still can. That's yes. in America, man. <laughs> yeah. To this day, you still can find that. Yes.
0: Oh, wow, that that's interesting. So, I mean, what I'm getting from you, an open mind also means, you know, as you said, put away your biases and and your expectations. And and I'll tell you one that I see a lot when people come to Africa is, you know, in in. Quite a number of African countries, um, people don't really consume cold drinks like that. Uh, I don't know if you've had that experience. So, ice, yeah, yeah. ice, ice is not. Um, you might you might think it's something just so basic, but like ice is just not something that. Um, you know, that it's readily as if, as it were in America, where you have a, a tall g- cup of ice, you know, so do, that's yeah. to that level we're talking about. We're talking about removing your biases, even to that level and just accepting it. I mean, yeah, you might come from uh, the States or somewhere and like, wait, but this place is so hot. Africa is generally hot. Why, why don't you have ice? I mean, it's just like what you said, you need to learn how to integrate. So you got to come with an open mind, just like when you travel anywhere, you got to have an open mind and absorb the culture uh one thing i also find yeah. is that when when people do come back to africa they tend to stick to the urban areas a lot you know and i've seen yeah. you 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 promote going out of that maybe you can tell us a little bit about that because we can i mean the cities if you come to the major african cities i mean they are just as as good as any first world country you know in quotes you know first world as they call it but you, you advocate for people to really inverse in the local culture and the local way of life. Um, like when you were in Kenya, you went to the slums in Kibera, you walked through there and everything. Maybe you can just tell us a little bit yeah. about that experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, um, city life is city life and it's, it has its own culture, it has its own, uh, it has its own way. And to me, you know, I find that the further you get away from the city, the more of the original uh, African culture experience that you will be able to be part of. And, um, you know, going to the villages and talking to the people who haven't necessarily been uh, westernized, if you will, will, (laughs) um, and have some old old tradition cultures that they still uh, hold near and dear to themselves, is what I think most people, when they come visit, they really enjoy the culture. You know, Africa is is one of the few places left that you can still find uh, places where traditions and culture are thousands of years old and people are still living in that way. And so um, to go on a travel and to only continue to do what you're so, you know, conveniently, you know, do all the time is a missed opportunity. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's like, you know, it's, it's like living on, on the, on the ocean front, right. On the beaches. (laughs) And then you go to a different place and you want to gravitate back to the beaches instead of going inland Mm -hmm. where the inland may have a whole lot more to offer than what you just, think that is life is all about it's just resting on beaches and this is why i try to tell people stay away from the tourist areas because the tourist areas is not really the genuine pulse of that country and so if the further you get away from those areas the more you can sit down with the local and learn more beyond than just what is told to you in <laughs> those traps tourist traps that uh you call yourself vacation, you know? Yes. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So have you had a chance to have first-hand experience in any, you know, cultural traditions, let's say a, a wedding or something, a marriage? Um, have you seen any kind of ceremony that you've been intimately, you know, been able to see firsthand? How was that if you had that experience?
1: Yeah, I've got videos. I've got a couple of videos of weddings. Um, and I was in, I was in um, Ghana, and it was actually two weddings that I uh, participated in. And um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just great. And I was supposed to be in a wedding. A young lady was going to invite me here in Tanzania to her wedding. Um, she's an Uber driver. And, uh, but I haven't heard from her or anything like that. But yeah, the experience just to see just the difference in how, you know, we here in Africa do things than back in the Western world. And so, uh, and I and I gain a great appreciation in seeing those things, you know. And you know, and I and I tell you this right here is that uh, one of one of the disheartening things that I don't like is seeing the Western influence that is creeping into Africa, Mm -hmm. and you know the traditions and cultures are starting to slowly fade away. Um, That is where that's why I say that you know. We've got to get away from the larger cities, inner cities, because those are being more Westernized. And if you get out there into the villages and stuff, you can gain a great appreciation of the cultures. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that, that's right. Um, what about in terms of food? How has been your food integration? Um, what kind of adjustments have you had to make? <laughs> how explore, How um, exploratory uh, are you with, with cuisine?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd rather eat from from the locals than I would from going to the, you know, the the tourist areas or the hotels and you know trying to eat you know something that maybe I'm used to. Um, that's where I frequent is the locals, the the small restaurant, the the, the little mama shops and uh, pop shops that uh, still have some, and that's the first thing I look for. I'm not trying to go to no no American franchise here in the continent. I'm not trying to go to, you know, things that I'm used to eating back in a, in the Western world. I want that African food, that culture food that I can experience. And that's, that's to this day right now, is what I eat. Wow. Has anything <laughs> you know, grown yeah. on
0: you? Is there, is there something that you're like, uh, you, you can have it over and over?
1: Well, you know, I mean, uh, because I've, I've traveled, you know, from the west to the to the, over here to the east, um, nothing really sat on me like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, gotta have that. Because um, I just like to try to find new things, you know. I try to find new things uh, just to experience. You know, I've I've gotten out of. Um, people always ask "What's your favorite?" This, "What's your favorite?" That I get, I I, I don't have favorites, you know. Right. To have favorites and have a disregard for something else, uh, to have likes and dislikes will even rob you of the opportunity to experience something that you think you may not like. And so um, I try to experience it all, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I tell people that uh, you, you tend to love the food you grew up on right so everyone will be like oh i love this food because that's what you've known that's what you've been exposed to quite a bit so your your yeah. taste buds your your palate will definitely favor that um and by doing so you 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 need to be at least open to try a different cuisine you know um even within even if you're within an african country you can try a different tribal food or c- culture food or community food It's, it's just good to appreciate um, because you know, as Africans, food means a lot. It's not just something to consume. There's always a story behind food. There's always why people eat eat this food. You find people from a particular community tend to eat this type of food because that was what was available for them to grow. And, and that's one thing that yeah. is rich in Africa. We we eat what we grow, you know, or we grow what we eat, I should say. You know, um, of course in the urban cities, there's a lot of franchise foods and so on, but you know, people tend to eat, you know, what what it is that they grow.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, the, that's the beauty of it though, is that, um, you know, you have a fresh food that is grown or caught, you know, um, and you take that for what you need for that day. You go shopping the next day, every day you're shopping, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I it. when I, when I, yeah, you know, when I got here, you know, and, and I, I got settled here, you know, uh, I guess to find me an apartment in Tanzania because it's i going to sit here to see what's this COVID thing and vaccines are going to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, and so I went back to the old Western mindset habit of, you know, buy and stock up and put it in a fridge. And, you know, and some things, you know, you leave on the cabinets, you just let it sit there until you, you know, it's time for you to consume it. Well, to my amazement, you know, when you deal with organic foods, fresh foods, <laughs> and they haven't been manipulated and with preservatives and all, they rot real fast, <laughs> you know. Real I mean? fast, <laughs> <laughs> they go bad real fast. And I'm like, God, doggone it, man! I just messed up, done wasted my money on this food because I was not thinking that. Ah, this is why some don't even have really big refrigerators or freezers. Mm-hmm. They purchase what they need, maybe for that day or two, and um, they consume it within the, that that time. And so, I had to get taught that, you know. um, even the woman here the other day, you know, when I was buying a pineapple, she asked me, you know, um, so which one do you want? And I'm like, well, you no. Know, she asked me when was I going to eat it.
0: Right. Yeah. are you going to eat
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you going to eat it? And she knew which one to get. If I oh, I'm not going to eat it today. She, said, oh, you're not going to eat it today? No. Okay. And I said maybe tomorrow or maybe the next day I'll cut it to open and all. She's okay. Boom. She grabbed me and showed me which one. She knew how how quickly it's going to rip and so so i learned a lesson about selecting food and you don't know, stack up on food you know you buy as the food is readily available for you so yes yeah <laughs> that
0: that was a lesson i had to learn also and those those ladies at the markets they know that produce they know it like they'll tell you this one Eat it in two days or cut it in two days. Um, I love avocados yeah. and 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 I'm getting a bit better, you know, in, in picking it. Um, but yeah, I, I, st- I still need their guidance, and they'll tell you, All right, this one cut in two days. And they're usually 99% of the times accurate, usually 99%, of the time yeah, is accurate. yeah. So that, that was a good yeah. tip, uh, to let our travelers know that you know, when you come to Africa, you gotta know this is lots of organic food, and organic means just what it means it can go for pad quite quickly you know very little preservatives um in the food yeah and they're markets yeah. available everywhere no matter where you stay there's there's just a a small what 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 is generally called a kiosk you know just just a pop-up, yeah yeah pop up kind of shop that you can get your groceries and particularly in east africa there are, um transportation um, vehicles called butter butters you can even just someone can just yeah. go on a, a motorcycle and and deliver it for you so you know quite quite efficient when it comes to food distribution so just thought i'll let you the travelers know that so oh, i want to yeah. ask, ask you if there's been a moment so far that you've had any buyer's remorse you're like um uh, maybe this this thing of moving here was no not the best thing I, I think i should be thinking about going back have you had such a moment yet?
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. Not at all. No. Um, You know, um, just being here, I tell you, you know, um, and this is for the travelers that there's always a spot for you if you don't like, you know, (laughs) if you're used to something. Africa's got it. If you're used to being in a city, if you're used to living a certain lifestyle, if you're used to being accommodated in certain ways, there is a place for you. There's no need to run back. Because there's everything is here, mm-hmm. you know there's different countries and different cultures and languages and you know different types of foods and ways of life there is you can find and I like to say, get in where you fit in because it's here for you so no I, I have not had that uh, that thought of going back um, at all you know mm-hmm. so
0: but has something yeah. happened or a situation or something not worked out that would have caused someone else probably to reconsider? Because you you seem very seasoned in in adapting to different places, um, but maybe someone else wouldn't. But has something, have you gone through an experience that perhaps maybe someone else would have thought differently and like, hmm, you know, because we tend to run when we get a bit discomfort, you know, discomfort, uh, perhaps someone who's not used to maybe the lights going out. So, you know, if someone who hasn't experienced that and the power goes for two days, they may be like, ah, yeah, it's time to go back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there again, uh, you don't have to deal with that if you are in a place with a generator, you know, so you can be accommodated for those things. But I'm, I'll tell you this right here. Probably, and this is through my travels and even being in the military, the number one thing that people will go back is because of family. Mm. They become homesick and they miss their family and they uh, want to go back, you know. And so uh, I, on the other hand, have been that I've traveled. Uh, with the military and my my growing up with my dad and all that, we have always been disconnected in a sense from our families. And, but we would always reunite at a a given time. And so, but today now, I mean, you know, me and my wife, we, we, uh, you know, we uh, video, we video each other every day. So we see each other. And so we talk to each other each day and um, you know, There's that time when she will be here in my presence. But um, I'm going to say that is probably the hardest that I see most people really. uh, The first thing they would probably encounter is becoming homesick, you know. But then, yeah, there are those there that might get tired because of, like I said, they want to be accommodated a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, to me, I'm more adventurous and more like a survivalist. It's like, okay you know, hey, get ready and get down and get dirty because, all right, the electricity went out now, what are you going to do? Okay, embrace it, you know, become accustomed to it and, you know, be part of it. And once you do become one with it, you know, it doesn't become a problem no more, but the more you resist it, it becomes an irritation in your side and (laughs) it will eat away at you, you know? And sometimes people find reasons to complain when deep down inside they know, they would just use that as an excuse to go back, right? When they know their heart was just always still there where they came from. Um, but they will find something to blame it on, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, instead of really saying, I was just homesick, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's all right, and that's know? all right if you're homesick. I mean, and moving it's to all anywhere. right. Not just about Africa. Right. If you move to a different place, you'll always be homesick. I mean, well, not always, but you know, the homesick will will hit you. That bug will hit you um once or twice. Yeah. So that that's very sound advice. I mean, don't let it irritate you, right? Don't let the changes yeah. irritate you. Even if you move to the most fantastic place in this world, wherever that may be for you, there'll still be something that irritates you. Just because we we're, we're used to what we're used to. We're used to certain comforts, as you've said. And when you're coming back to Africa, you need to just relax relax and 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 and, you know just take it in take it in and go with the flow Uh, but i have a few more questions because as much as you're saying to relax i'm sure there's some things that you would love to see change that will make it easier for 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 people to come back to africa what would be your two top things that you would love if if you had the power to change you will change it so that it makes you know this whole repatriation journey much smoother
1: yeah most definitely the visa process um, in order for people to travel freely who are of African descent coming back. I think that the African countries, some African countries are doing that already. Already, um, But, yeah, I think the visa process is probably one of the issues people have uh, when moving about Africa. You know, you got to get a visa for each country you go to, you know. Um, and so, uh, that would probably be one of the the top, I'll say the number one thing is the visa process. The other process I would say is that for those who are wanting to reside here is getting a, uh, either a citizenship or a residence permit Mm -hmm. long-term, you know, and that's the challenging thing is that because, you know, typically on a tourist visa, you get three months, you leave really gotta leave the country, and then you come back in and then you know you get you know a new one. And so that right there for me, just traveling around, uh is a bit irritating because there are costs involved and it can get quite expensive, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh quite expensive. So yeah.
0: All right, you, you heard it, travelers. We need to let our voices be heard. We we need to have a critical mass so that the people who are responsible for these changes can make these changes happen we should not have this sort of difficulty you know coming back to africa we should not have this kind of challenges we want to fix this so we if you know someone who can help influence the processes please let's let's reach out to them let's let's implore upon them to make it a bit easier for us to come back because people want to come back but it can be frustrating and costly we we want to remove those barriers for people to come back all right so I'm looking at our flight plan and we're just about um, we're in the African um, skies <laughs> <We're> about <laughs> to land we're about to land this flight and I want to give you the the controls as we make our final approach just to give your last words before I I wrap up um the show and wrap up this flight. Um, our travelers have had a great experience, great in-flight entertainment, great in-flight meals. Uh, I hope you ate your meal by now because it's organic. So <laughs> it might spoil if you sleep too much. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: <so laughs> I want to give you the controls um, to give your last words, your last thoughts to the travelers out there.
1: Yeah. You know, um, and I am confronted with many a questions of people who are attempting to come visit the motherland and, um, you know, they want to hit me with different questions of whether or not they can afford to come or be here. How long would money last? And, you know, what area or country would be best for me and all that there. And my answer will remain the same as many as times I'm hit with that question is you have to come visit, mm-hmm. you know, because using those questions that you, that you want to hit me with. Is really just a reflection of you hesitating doing what you know you should do. Um, so don't think hard and make it complicated. It's a simple visit. And yes, it may cost, but you do your homework, you know, and you'll see that really. Uh, you probably spend more eating out and entertainment <laughs> uh, <laughs> each week at home where you are and putting that money together in a matter of a few months could buy you a plane ticket in a, a week or two to stay over in the motherland. So, you know, I encourage and motivate each person to uh, come back to the roots, come back and visit Africa because Africa is waiting for you. Um, I I just shared with somebody the other day that, you know, we say these sayings that are not true in a sense saying Africa is the future. And I say, no, Africa is the now. Yeah. And we're finding that many of these so-called stars and singers, actors, and they are coming to Africa, putting their stake in the ground, buying land and uh, buying houses. And and I tell the people is that when you see that they are starting to make the move, you better help them get ahead of them because when they come with the money, prices right. go up. Right. <laughs> yep. Definitely. So, definitely prices go up and so you know come visit and come enjoy what africa has to offer because there's a lot of opportunities for you and uh, if not just to visit you know because some people may you know, they say afraid of moving i'm not talking about moving I'm just talking about come visit just to have the experience and i guarantee you your life will never be the same so that's what i have for the people Solid
0: advice, solid advice. Travelers, this is your captain speaking. And I think I want to echo those words. Come for a visit. If you've never been to Africa and Africa is humongous, right? You have 54 countries, you have all over to try. I'm here in Kenya. If you want to, you can shoot me an email, come in black to Africa um, at gmail.com. That's two, the number two. I mean, you have so many people you can reach out to come for a visit. And I love what our co-pilot is saying, our guest is saying that just save up some money. It might mean, you know, foregoing that new pair of shoes, that new electronic. I mean, this is your heritage, you know, just come and visit and see for yourself so that you can experience. Don't rely on, and yes, their YouTube channels, their YouTube videos, ETC, but you need to experience it for yourself. There's just something that happens physically when you're here that we can't explain that no one can document. Just come for a visit and and, and come which your mind open just to absorb. And then you can make a decision. No one is saying that you have to move here, right? No one is saying you have to move here, but if you do, there are resources available for you to do so. All right, so where can people get in contact with you? And you mentioned you have a YouTube channel. Just let us know what's the name of the YouTube channel and how else people can get in contact with you.
1: Yeah, YouTube channel is Go Black to Africa, the number two, Go Black to Africa. And uh, you can email me at goblacktoafrica at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, those are the two main sources that you can reach out to. And so, yeah, um, I'm here to answer any questions that you may have and uh, enjoy the uh, channel that I have. I uh, try to bring out as much as I can to show and expose all that is uh, a great experience that you can have here. Yeah.
0: Fantastic, thank you. And this is why it was such an honor for me to host you on the podcast today, because you, you've set the trend, you've set the bar, you're 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 showing the content, you are hitting us with videos almost every day. I mean, every day you're giving us the the reality on the ground. How was it shopping? You know, looking for an apartment. You know, just moving around the city or whatever, using an Uber, and, and it's it's a great experience. We thank you so much for what you're doing with the channel, and we're very honored to have you here on the Coming Black to Africa podcast. I want to end the show the same where I end every episode and I'm going to ask you to complete a statement. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. All right. Africa is... Africa is the mother who's waiting to feed you and caress and love you.
0: <laughs> i love that <laughs> and she's she's a mother who never forsakes her children so africa is never sad, never forsakes you come back home you'll be welcome with some warm apple pie or whatever it is that you you know you fancy some nice african food you'll be welcome with arms of love you're welcome yes. back time travelers so I've been your host, your captain of this flight, Robert Agufana. And I'm so glad that you've joined us on this uh, edition and this episode of Coming Black to Africa. You can find us on all most major podcast platforms. Please, could you subscribe, leave us a review, let us know what you like about the, the charm, the podcast and what you like to see in the future. It's a pleasure to talk to you guys today and I'll see you again on a future flight.